This is the Strength Beyond Fitness Podcast. A Build Body Fitness production brought to you by Coach Louise and Coach Renee, where we talk about simple principles to train your mind, transform your body, and maybe even change your life. All right, all right. I'm not sure if this was uh, requested, you know, through like our audience, but today we have Tommy, the Tommy that we've talked about <laughs> since like episode one, all the way through twelve. He comes up at least like once during all the conversations. He's a real person. He I is, am. He is a real. He's person. not just a metaphor. He's not. And I, I, if you go in my, in my Instagram, you and Bill Body Fitness Instagram as well, you're probably gonna be. You've probably been seeing him lived extremely heavy lately. And uh, just Tommy has this incredible story. It is an honor for me to be his coach. It's an honor for him to just train with us and Aww. be able to trust like our systems. And we're gonna we're gonna dive into like our training process and like how our experience began. But he has he, he has an awesome story, and we wanna we wanna be able to hear from him, be able to, uh, to understand his perspective. He ha- he 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 comes from a. Uh, from a oh my gosh, what do you kind of call it? Not a culture, but uh, kind of uh, body modification. What would you call that? It's not a culture. It's it's a lifestyle. A lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, lifestyle. Lifestyle culture. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, he comes from. Uh, I like lifestyle. I like how gentle you're being because when we first started, we almost came to blows. Like, oh my gosh, understatement. <laughs> yeah. No, we were gonna we were gonna throw down. It was we a beautiful gonna, day. We it was a beautiful <laughs> day. Now look at us. Look at I us. remembered him coming home after that stuff saying, he's like, I just, I really don't know. I really don't know. I think we're going to butt heads the entire time. Oh no, and we're then friends now. Next thing I know, we're seeing you in a weirdly uh, inspiring spiritual moment of hanging from hooks. I have done that quite a, f- quite a bit. Yes. And so. Well, that's, that's one big, th- one big thing that like initiated your training. So anyways, you come, you come from, from this background where uh, body modification, it's extreme. There's it's a, there's a mental aspect to it. There is you know a beautiful like art part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you you know you have you have a background where you you are an, an addict recovery. You are been sober for 20, 20 years. I was yep. gonna say years. 10, 20 years. That just happened. Yeah, March so, 14th. So like seriously oh, huge, um, and just. Thanks for being on the podcast, and Thanks you are me. actually our first official client that we bring in. I think this yeah. is gonna be something that we 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 will now like implement because I think it's cool to hear from like. So I have to set the bar high, right? Yeah, yeah, right. really, really no high. pressure. All right, let's do this. <laughs> no it's pressure. On. And so I will say first and foremost, you know, when I first met you, I just straight up. Like you're covered in tattoos. You have a face tattoo. I will say uh, that the no septum you have is like beautiful. Thank you. It thank is, you. I take pride in my jewelry. It I is really, really, really pretty. Do. Thank you. Thank you so much. And he then getting, had a beautiful one. Like this thing was gorgeous and lost it. Yeah. Uh, after one of our sessions. Yep. Yeah. I actually, uh, I was at Costco and I closed the trunk on my head because I have a problem not making the hatchback go all the way up. And I closed it on my face and that's when I think I lost it. Yeah, and no, I was, I was so, I was so upset. It still stings. It still stings. But yes, he has beautiful jewelry. He has beautiful jewelry. You're covered in tattoos, and yet you were the nicest person. I'm like super I remember sweet. watch walking in with Malia, and you went into like the little kid voice. Like you went from a <laughs> grizzly bear to Winnie the Pooh bear covered in tattoos. We're gonna completely ruin my street cred, right? That's 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 all this is about. 
I mean, he's Tommy. really scared. Yeah. He screamed he at me and made me cry. I did not. <laughs> now you're going to make me seem like a bad guy. Oh, my goodness. Gossip. <laughs> Which one is it? So, I don't know. What persona are we putting uh, on? So, so how do you want to do this, man? <laughs> so, here, let's start it out. Tell us a little bit about, about you. So, my name is Tommy. Uh, I got 20 years sober. Uh, I got sober at the age of 19. Um, I am a 3D. Holy shit. You're 40? Uh, I will be in October. Watch it, bro. So no, you look, <laughs> no, you don't look like you're Are 40. You? you look younger. Oh, yeah. thank you. I'll That's take awesome. It. I yeah. honestly, I, dude. I have no concept of anyone's age though. One, one I, I know, I know I, I, I worked out with you yeah. on your, on your 20th year of sober. Like we, yeah. we made that a badass day, yeah. but I, that was a good day. It was an amazing day. But I never clicked like to really do the math on the twenty years. <laughs> yes. I guess that's a lot better because I thought you were thirty-four. I'll take it. So I'm happy it's not you know fourteen. But <laughs> wow. Yes, yeah. that's that's, that's awesome. I got sober at the age of nineteen in New Jersey. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, uh, I pursued a a life three uh, D body modification. Uh, that's where we take long-term medical grade silicone implants, the type of silicone that you would use for like cheek implants and chin implants. Uh, and we cast it into molds and then we insert it under the skin once it's been autoclaved. Mm-hmm. So it's my passion. <clears throat> and how'd you come across that passion? Oh boy. Oh, did so, it start at the age of 19? Was it before? No, Was it after? Much, much before. Okay. Um, at the age of 13, I listened to like a lot of punk rock music, a lot of heavy metal and stuff like that. And all the artists that like I put up on this pedestal, they were just completely covered in tattoos and everything. I was like, oh man, that is so cool. Like I want a tattoo. Um, and so eventually around the age of 16, I got my ears pierced and then I got a tattoo relatively quick after that. Is and it still visible? The t- no, the first actually, one? it okay. is not. It is not. I blacked out. I blacked it out. It was okay. a. It was a lovely tribal piece because that was that was awesome. That was oh my god. We some some things we do aren't the best ideas, but hey, <laughs> uh, live and learn, right? So <laughs> that's why there's black ink. You just yeah. black it out. So um, basically, everything stemmed from music, and I just you know saw all these you know these big scary guys with you know crazy tattoos and I was like oh that's awesome like adorn your body and once I did that um I just slowly progressed started working into uh got started piercing in a tattoo shop around the age of 17 I think 17 just about 18 somewhere in there um and I was pretty reckless as a younger kid I'm still pretty reckless but (laughs) responsibly reckless now so (laughs) There's yes. the title of the podcast, <laughs> Responsibly Reckless, <laughs> I a love it. story. I love it. I love it. Um, <clears throat> and so basically, uh, yeah, it just it kind of took on a life of its own. Uh, around the age of 20, I saw a documentary called Modify, and it completely changed my perspective on everything. Um, and one of my favorite quotes from there, it talks about how we're all on the same line of body modification. So the craziest thing, like if we drew a straight line and the craziest thing that you might have done was wear like a neon green suit to prom and you're like, that is crazy. That's, that's as far as I want to take my body because we're all born naked, right? Mm-hmm. So the clothes we choose, how we do our hair, the nails that we get done, how 
uh, we dye our hair, uh, the outfits we pick, it's all a form of body modification. Plastic surgery, body modification. So you'd say like it's almost that line's like a like a spectrum line. It's it's a straight line. Straight line works. Yeah. Okay. So the craziest thing you might be to do is wear a green suit, and I'm just like, okay, well, I'm gonna start there. And the craziest thing that you know I might do is tattoo my face, and then the next guy goes tattoo your face. Okay, that's where I'll start. Uh, I'm gonna chop off my ear. You know, and like there's people who have done that. Yeah. And it's we're all on the same thing, like bodybuilding, body modification. Got it. So physical uh, or not physical, but uh, aesthetics Mm -hmm. come into play. Like I like how I look and this is what I want to look like. So what do I have to do to achieve those goals? And I like how tattoos look and I like how muscles look. Is it... I don't know if that, how like touch you or I don't want to make this uh, trigger anything for maybe some of the listeners, but would you say there's a, por- a portion of body modification that has to do with body dysmorphia? Yes. Okay. 100%. 100%. We, uh, you and I, and sorry, I, I want, I, I'm not, I want to interrupt you. I want you to keep going on that. But I remember mm-hmm. w- you and I had a conversation in our session, uh, maybe a week ago or two that you, first of all, hold on a second. <laughs> Tommy in one year has lost, went from 315 and he went all the way down to about 320. We have begin a uh, three fifteen, three fifteen, three fifteen. So three fifteen to three twenty. That's yeah, three fifteen to three twenty. That's going up. No, sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Drink more of your caffeine, buddy. It's oh okay. my gosh, I need more okay. He went from three fifteen, three hundred fifteen pounds in one year, uh, to about two hundred and fifteen was the lowest. Yep. And then we've worked on a bulk to really get you strong, like eat yep. a ton. So now you, you know, you're 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 it, right in the like the two thirties, but. Mm-hmm. You're you you you're completely different, Tommy, than a year yes. ago. And we were talking. 100%. We were talking about a week ago, maybe even less. That you said you still see the 315 pound Tommy. Yeah. In the mirror. Yeah. Even though there's no sight <laughs> of that 300. <laughs> no, it's crazy. It's crazy. Like, I look in the mirror like to this day, and I'm like, man, am I fat? Like it's, <laughs> and like, because like I look in the mirror and I don't see my tattoos. Like, I don't see my face tattoo anymore. I don't, I don't see my, you know, my stretch lobes or anything like that. And I still see old Tommy. And I don't know if that's body dysmorphia. I'm probably sure it touches along those lines. But, like, I know that I've changed. Like, if I see a picture side by side, I go, oh, there, there's a huge difference. Like, I lost a big child, yeah. you know? So <laughs> Yeah, you did. <laughs> and... And like, I can see the side by side, but you know, as I look in the mirror ever, like on a day to day basis, I'm like, ah, not much has changed. And it's like, I can see my tricep bump. It's just a little boop, boop right there. And I'm like, something's changed. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a part of my brain that just, I, I don't know why it won't let it go. Um, I don't know yet to be determined on that, but it's probably because I spent what, 39 years not really caring and thinking that I know best and seeing the the poor decisions that I've made like in regards to my physical health uh over the course of 39 years like that's who I that's what I've seen and I've been doing this for what like just over a year now so Mm -hmm. I think it's going to take a little bit of time to where I go yep that's me and like I can see a difference so Body dysmorphia, and obviously, like, it, we can't diagnose this. If it's something you do feel like you're struggling with and you do need help, like, definitely reach out to a professional. But it is 
very common within the fitness industry. And what's funny is like you go on social media, you're like, oh my gosh, like they have such a great body. That's my dream. You almost want to like build a body and that's what you want to look like. And at least on my side, I've started kind of noticing, you know, when certain people are body checking more and certain types of posts where it's like, you could have the perfect body and still hate the skin you're in. And it's, and it's hard. Cause it's definitely that mindset of, is it just because that's the body, you know, are you afraid of going back to it? Um, but I definitely think there has to be a change. And this is where it's kind of scary of if people are only focused on weight loss or they've seen themselves at like their skinniest mm -hmm. and they tie their self worth to that. And I'm not saying that's what you're doing, but it's, an extremely common thing that's it's hard to work through so what i've what i've realized is that i can't judge myself with my own eyes right so if i look back to a year ago i couldn't deadlift like 55 pounds like i thought i was gonna die like form was horrible knees all over the place just it was not good and last week i pulled 435 so like numbers don't lie something absolutely changed inside of me so i couldn't have done that a year ago there's there's no way i could have done that a year ago and now i'm like let's go heavier get more weights how do we make this bar heavier like what can i do like oh dude i got deadlift socks they're sick i'm <laughs> so stoked <laughs> i'm so stoked i'm so stoked like yeah like little things like yes. like these little items it just makes me i'm like hell yeah like i'm in this for the long haul like i want to pull over 700 pounds you're going to oh i absolutely. know you are it's it's if it's I, I don't have a choice i took that choice away from me like I, it's not it's it's funny because i'm like oh i only pulled 435 pounds and it's just like wait a minute wait 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 like that's a that's a big number that's a very very big number and now, like, I have in my mindset, like, everything's not satisfactory until I'm pulling over 700, until I'm benching 350. Like, I want those. I'm a numbers guy. So, good form, food, and consistency will get me to those goals. And I'm going to crush a competition. Your mindset mm -hmm. is something else. It is something else. And I, something I've noticed a lot when working, I have... I don't have any experience as someone who's had an addiction. Mm -hmm. So this is just based off of observations and I would love your perspective is when people recover from an addiction, mm -hmm. they have a completely different mindset of all or nothing because in order to be sober, you have to be all or nothing. So, and it's hard because you can't always do that with fitness. And Sometimes if you disagree you have with that, you flexible. can also like straight up tell her. I so would like, love to know. Because you're the one with the experience. Yeah. Like for me, like I'm all in and like there's some people who can, go out there and they can, you know, they can drink and they could be like heavy drinkers and, you know, do a little bit of a heavier drugs and things like that. And they could be fine. And for me, like, I know I'll die. Like there's no, there's no wiggle room with it. And so like with fitness, like I, like I can choose to stop and like, I can never lift another weight again, but I don't want to because, like, I physically feel different. I mentally feel different um, in, like, a good way. Like, when I was drinking, like, if I, I – I couldn't stop. Like, I didn't have a choice. Like, it just – like, where's the next one coming from? Like, how do I get – and I was all underage. Mm -hmm. So, like, you know what I mean? Like, getting homeless people to buy me, like, a six-pack or a 40 or, like, you know, a handle. Like, 
all these little things like, you know, like how am I going to get my next fix? And like now I, since I don't drink and I don't do drugs, like caffeine and nicotine, that's it. Like everything else, no THC, any hard drugs. I never drink period. Uh, I don't drink non-alcoholic beer. Uh, yeah, like just dead ass clean and sober. Dude, it's, it is so amazing. That's a, that's yeah. a lot. Even just seeing people try, you know, I've seen people within my family go back and forth struggling with just quitting cigarettes mm-hmm. and like, oh, you know, it's hard. people celebrate like, oh, good job. You quit. But like, there's so much behind the scenes mm-hmm. of like, you get to kind of an ugly place. Oh yeah. Oh, I, <laughs> I'm not going to. <laughs> Say like how low I've gone because this is a fitness podcast and not like a sober podcast. Are we talking about low like in squats or low? no? No, uh. I wish I wish I could get my squats lower. <laughs> I'm I'm working on it. I'm working on it. But from we're working on it. Yeah. So from living under a bridge wow. to doing unspeakable things, uh, I was a I was a piece of shit human. I was not friendly. I was not kind. I hated myself. I hated everybody that I came in contact with. Um, I used to drink like rainwater, like eat out of dumpsters. Like I've come a pretty far away from that guy. Um, And I got sober young uh, and I'm thankful and I'm grateful for it. Um, I'm going to say, um, a lot because I have to think because you were, you were young. (laughs) I, I know that you you shared something on Facebook Mm -hmm. when, uh, when you're coming close to, I think, your year mark in training, mm-hmm. uh, and Renee was asking something, but you, you, you shouted out your grandpa. Yes. Who's been a huge, huge influence in yeah. it. I think getting starting young with that sober, like recognizing it quick is pro- definitely the best thing that you, you could have done. Not everybody is in that, in that position to catch it immediately. But My, my grandfather uh, has like 47 years clean and sober. So like it's he was there for my first meeting. He's the one who brought me there he's the one who basically carried me for 90 days when i couldn't keep myself yeah, up wow. so yeah and a big reason of why i started going to the gym and started getting healthier is because of him um what was it i think in january what is it 2023 yeah so january 2022 uh he was diagnosed with stage four lung cancer and they gave him like six months to live and completely devastated, just completely devastated by this and just beat myself up. So I would, what I don't drink, I don't do drugs and food. Hmm. So like late night Taco Bell runs, uh, just eating my feelings. 8,000 calories. Oh, easily. Yeah. We're 8, talking 8, we talked, calories. Well, we talked about that in the beginning. You're telling me. Yeah, no, that that was like that was my appetizer, eight thousand calories. <laughs> Those are rookie numbers. Yeah, right? get, get out of here if you're gonna eat your feelings, bro. Eat your feelings. So <laughs> that's a lot of feelings right there. I'm a big boy, a you know, feelings. like so. But yeah, so uh, I'm telling, I'm I'm trying to fill in the things like I remember you and I conversating, so the listeners can hear because um, it is it is just wildly amazing how you have changed your life so in a year you keep you yeah. keep you keep long. sharing i'm gonna try to fill in the parts that i know you and i have communicated because i mm-hmm. really want 
listeners to hear. And those listeners are whether it's your friends, your family, like, you know, our other clients, like mm-hmm. anyone. Our one listener in the Philippines. Yeah, I see you. Yeah. I want you to know yeah, what's up. Yeah. yeah, we have like one Philippine listener. I'm Let's about go. that. I'm about that. Yeah. Road so. trip. <laughs> no. So. Um, Tommy, there's a, there's an ocean in between us and the Philippines. Yeah, but we have to drive to the airport <laughs> and then we'll drive to their house. It'll be cool. It'll be chill. Nice. But yeah, so um, I remember uh, I was coming up on 19 years sober and I saw myself in the mirror and it was, it was March, I think like right, right after or right before March 14th. And the only reason why I'm able to remember that day is because I got sober on March 14th. So, uh, in 2022, I, I just got done eating like a lot of food. Um, Sushi. No, it was not sushi. No, No, it was, it was like, (laughs) I, I think it was like, like KFC and then Taco Bell and then like something else, it, probably like Filiberto's or something. Like it, it was just, dude, it was, it was a grotesque amount of food. Like I was hurting, I was hurting and I didn't know what to do and I was ready to die. That, plain and simple. Like I wasn't going to like physically hurt myself and take myself out, but like, if I could explode my fucking heart, like mm-hmm. let's explode the heart. Like I was in a very, very Don't. dark place. And I remember looking in the mirror, seeing this shell of a human. And I had no idea who he was, uh, no idea what he was about. My tattoos didn't even look familiar. Um, and like, I, I got nose to nose with the mirror and I'm like, who, who are you even? And like, so I started looking at my life and going like what am i doing for fun what am i doing for for me like what how am i taking care of myself and i realized i wasn't and i looked in the mirror again and i was like am i okay with allowing my grandmom to bury bury her husband of 50 some odd years and then bury her first grandchild like back to back uh, oh. <laughs> I don't want to cry we're so. <laughs> criers here it's okay and I, I I couldn't I I that's not acceptable to me um no like and to this day like no it's not acceptable for me um so I said fuck it uh if I wake up tomorrow, I'm going to the gym. Simple as that. And I cried myself to sleep because uh, part of me didn't want to wake up. You know, like that's why I'm eating. That's why, because I, I, I didn't want to feel. And I had nowhere to go because I lost myself. So I woke up, fortunately, uh, the next morning. And I said, I'm, I'm going to the the stupid gym and that's where I went I went to the gym and they're like okay we're gonna we're gonna do x y and z I said no 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 no. like I've, I've done this before I'm just gonna get a membership that's it and they said okay and then they're like so you know like you could work out right now and like and I purposely went in like jeans like a big shirt like because like I was not working out right there like I have to have like a farewell to food right so <laughs> yeah because if you if you want to look good you can't eat right that's that's well, it. that's what you're told it is and uh <laughs> I think it goes down back to like what happened the night before you said 
if I if I wake up, I have a commitment, and I'm I'm gonna stick to my word to go to the gym. And you didn't want to. You woke mm-hmm. up. You stuck to your word, but it was like, how can I do right now? Almost almost like the bare minimum, which was going and getting the membership. But I'm not I'm not I'm not gonna put myself in a place to work out. It's like that's the next step. Yeah. That's the fo- that's the following. I'm, it's I did what I said to, to mm-hmm. that I was gonna do, and bam. Mm-hmm. It it it. <laughs> You know, like we can make excuses. We can, we can do all these little songs and dances and it comes down to it. it it's, do you want to live or do you want to die? Mm-hmm. Very, very simple. Do you want to live or do you want to die? Now, quality of life, we're, we're not there yet. It's, do you want to live or do you want to die? And another thing, it's like either so it's in sales. So it's like someone's always buying something. Either you're buying their bullshit or they're buying yours. And I stopped buying my own bullshit. I stopped. I said, no, but I want to live and I'm not going to listen to, you know, go out the breakfast and get like a massive omelet with like a pound of bacon and all these other things. And I said, just go to the gym. And it was right around the corner from me. And I went and it was the... <laughs> It took me about four minutes to drive to the gym, but it was the longest drive I've ever took. And I sat in the parking lot for about 45 minutes before I actually went in. And was this your first time or like after you got the membership? No, this was the first, first time. time. And and I had to argue with myself, do you want to live or do you want to die? Because I wanted to die. Yeah. Like, I wanted to die. It's as simple as that. And I had to fight to live. Like, there wow. was something inside of me that said, no, you're not done yet. You're not done yet. Don't give up. And... I wanted to fucking die point blank and I opened the door and I said just go inside and I went inside and it wasn't a pretty gym it's not the best gym you know what I mean like <laughs> and I was like oh it's kind of it's kind of <laughs> janky like there's a broken tile over here like and, and I was like hell yeah like this feels like home like I to process is if this, this is another gym or is this the gym no like, this is the, the gym. gym this is the gym They've uh, made a lot of updates, but you have to admit it oh was yeah. a little rough looking yeah, in the oh beginning. Yeah. A year ago, it was a hundred percent rough looking. Oh, yes. it was amazing. I was like, "This is perfect," and I went. And I, that weekend, I I said, "I'm gonna I'm gonna eat what I want. I'm gonna do what I want." And last too raw. Yeah, pretty much. And then the following Monday, I went to the gym, and I said, "You know what? Like." I want to, because I had a big, uh, big hook suspension. Uh, that's where we take uh, hooks. Uh, they're not actual like fish hooks. Uh, they're a specialty hook. <laughs> we just call them hooks. Uh, and we place them under your skin and you fly. You, you suspend from them. You hang from them. I'll be honest with you. When you first told me that, mm-hmm. I pictured hooks. I pictured Steve-O from Jackass. Yeah. Uh, when he got hooks and yeah. was thrown in the water. Yeah. With sharks. That I. That's literally what I pictured. So that's great that yeah. you you know, you know clarified it for the audience. Oh, we <laughs> used to use those. Oh. We would do, <laughs> but we, oh, we did. But we would take off the barb. Yeah. I was going to say, that kind of rip some stuff on the way out. Because no. I feel like the, the hook that you guys use... It's oh, pretty it's, smooth, and then there's mm-hmm. like a securing system on both sides. Yeah, yeah, we make those. Super professional. You guys were very. I was surprised how sanitary you were. Oh, you have to be. Like, you I, I appreciate that you should. And, be. and we'll touch upon <laughs> that. I want to keep. Sorry. Yeah. So back to you know you were training for suspension training. Yeah, essentially, and the suspension is something that I love. I've experienced it many times before. I've experienced that lighter weights. I've experienced it uh, just 
over 300 pounds and there is a huge difference flying at 240 pounds versus 305 or 306 pounds um and when i suspend i don't like to just kind of like putts around like i want to fly fly and i go hard like i go big or go home and pretty much everything i do um and the last time i suspended i was about 306 pounds i was the year before and i didn't want to go up and i knew i needed to go up because with suspension there's it's like a physical feat there's like a spiritual journey that you have um and like it gets to it yes it does hurt but the pain gets to a point of where it's not horrible and you're like okay it's not getting any worse i think i can fly and you've seen people fly before you and you'll see people fly after you but everything inside of you goes no 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 this is not right but at the end of the day like how hard is life when you can hang from hooks Mm -hmm. and like that's a big thing that like got me off the ground the very very first time back when i was like 20 something but i digress so so i knew what it was like to fly heavier and i wanted to give myself a personal goal to get down to i think it was like two two twenty five or some somewhere around that benchmark i'm gonna pull it up it's on my it's on my it's uh-huh. on the app so you keep talking okay um yeah i wanted to get down to like two twenty five and so i started walking every day and then I reached or I went to the gym and I was like, all right, if I want to like really, really do this, I need to. Oh, snap. You updated your photo on it. Yeah. Yeah. Look at me. Yeah. 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 Look at me, Karen. (laughs) Oh, snap. So I gave myself a personal goal and I was like, because I couldn't focus on my grandfather's health um, because that was just that was going to take me out because it was there was days where I didn't want to get up out of bed. Um, so suspension is a happy time for me. Um, my friends were coming in from out of town, uh, from Utah. What up Utah? Uh, (laughs) Hearts and hands. Uh, that's the tattoo shop that they work at. Yeah, man. 225 was your goal. I put you at 250 for the first benchmark. Yeah. You hit 250 on the 10th of June of 20. Yeah. I crushed it. I crushed it. Wow. Uh, Yeah. I'm super stoked about that. But so, you know, I, I walked every single day, um, every single day. Uh, I think I made it 160 something, 170 something days in a row of being physically active, going to the gym. Um, and when I couldn't get to the gym because I was traveling for work, I would, I would still walk. I would still walk a couple of miles every single day. And when I was traveling, I was getting heavily tattooed. So, you know, 10 hour sessions each day and I would go home and I, or I would go to my buddy's house and I would go for a walk. Like it, it was not, it's not negotiable. It was non-negotiable. Set that standard. Like, you know, we want to buy a fancy house. We want to buy a fancy car. We want to have all these, you know, fancy things. And at the end of the day, if you lose those things, what do you have? nothing nothing you don't you don't have you don't have the car you don't have the house you don't have you have nothing like i I come from the streets like i know what i know what it is to have nothing and if i'm gonna have nothing and i i have things i do have things i've worked hard for things but 
if I do end up having nothing, at least I can have me. And like, that's what I want, you know, like, so it's not negotiable and I push for what I want and I get what I want, uh, over this past course of working out. Oh yeah. I've skipped way ahead. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> no, we, can skip, I, <laughs> we can bounce around. We can bounce around. I'm looking at Renee, make sure she's not crying. Yeah. <laughs> she's doing good. I think. I'm doing so good right now. She's doing good. Drinking caffeine. That's what's up. But yeah, so it, that's, that's when our paths crossed and you're like, look, dude, I'm not a weight loss, weight loss coach. And I was like, that's great. I just want to lift heavy weights. You're like, uh, all right, buddy. And, and it, oh my God, you guys did not. I swear to God, I was, I was so worried. I was going to fucking kill your husband. Like I was going to murder him. He's kind of annoying, right? A little bit, <laughs> a little bit. Love but you. so yeah, no, it, it got down uh, to a point of this. where, where, uh, it was, uh, I forget what type of program you were running, but, uh, you were, I took a picture of everything that I was eating every single day. And it was the same thing over and over and over again. And people were like, don't you get sick of it? I'm like, I don't have a choice. And they're like, but you need variety. I go, no, I don't have a choice. And once I got out of the, the mental habit of thinking that I had a choice for food or thinking that, um, you know, oh, a couple of slices of pizza aren't going to kill me. Like, and I, that's a slippery slope for me. Like I know myself, I know I'm lying to myself and it's not negotiable for me to lie to myself anymore. So we sat down and you're like, dude, you're eating about a thousand calories a day. I was like, bullshit, get out of here. You're like, no, let's, let's, let's look at these pictures. I love this conversation. This is one of my favorite conversations <laughs> I was so, we had. I was so fucking pissed. Oh, so yes. Yeah, so what ended up happening is you're like, you need to eat more. I want you to eat carbs. And I'm like, no, fuck you. I'm not doing it. And you're like, eat carbs. I'm like, it's Luis, you don't know my body. And then you looked at me and you go, so let me ask you a question. I'm like, all right, fucking ask it. <laughs> he goes, I know you've cut weight before, but what did you do? And I was like, oh, I, I stopped eating carbs and I, you know, ate healthier and I, I lost a bunch of weight. And he goes, cool. That, that's that's fantastic so why are you fucking here and i was like oh and he goes look he's like i'm not gonna fucking sugarcoat this with you and he cursed he cursed ladies and gentlemen he cursed he goes i'm not gonna fucking sugarcoat this he goes you what you were doing is not sustainable because if it was sustainable you wouldn't be here you wouldn't be over 300 fucking pounds tommy and i go all right motherfucker <laughs> and, and <laughs> And he, goes, and he goes, I don't know anything about body modification. So how would you feel if I came into your work and told you how to do your job? Like, I tell you to get the fuck out of here. And he goes, all right, well, why are you my client? And I was like, what? At this point in time, it's like he did not care about losing me as a client because I was being stubborn and stupid and making bullshit excuses for my bullshit behavior, point blank. And... It made me look at myself because, again, here I am self-sabotaging, buying my own bullshit. And at the end of the day, I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah, you were – well, you put yourself – I'm going to, like, interrupt a little bit. Like, so we – I get the call in. Um, I'm One, I'm, I'm super, super grateful for the gym. The gym – Which is uh, literally called TG the yeah, Gym. TG the yeah. Gym. I'm extremely grateful Love that for place. this. Um, they really paved the way for me to – 
uh, my wife and I basically to have the lifestyle that we have now and build the gym that we have because they, they, they allow they allow trainers to train their rent free. But only that, like uh, one of the owners. That's why I signed up at that place. Yeah. Because they weren't, because like I'm familiar with small business and they weren't taking money from the trainer's pockets. And I was like, that's what's up. Yeah. Thank so, you for that. So one of the, you know, one of the owners reached out to me and he, he knows my training style and like how, do, how, how I connect with people because one of the biggest things is that you need to be able to connect with the individual well. It's not just, okay, this is the trainer I'm going to send you. It's like, there has to be something about that, that individual that it's like, okay, you're the one that's going to be able to help him. So he calls me and, you know, it gives me your information and I get on a phone call with you and you tell me what you want. And yeah, that's, that's when we had that conversation. I was like, Hey, mm-hmm. I'm not a weight loss coach, but I will help you. I'll give you the recipe, but you got to follow the damn recipe. Mm-hmm. Like I give it to you. This is not the point mm-hmm. where like, Oh, I like it more salty. I like it. This like, no, you're following the recipe. Like I give it to you. And you were like, you were like, okay, well if I'll follow it, I got some standards too. So you were like, you're, and it was so stupid, but I actually loved it. You were like, do you get on your phone while you're training clients? And I was, no, and I think it's valid. I think it's so you know valid. What I mean? Like if I'm going to spend money, like exactly. I think it was, time. I think it was so valid, but I was actually hoping for something else. You're like, do you get him? I was like, well, I, I use my phone like for the, for the application mm-hmm. where I put up, where I put uh, all, all the details, mm-hmm. for, uh, the numbers and stuff. And sometimes I take videos, but I always ask the client first if, it, if you're okay with me taking yep. a video. And that was all you had. And I was like, okay, cool. Then we get in our sessions and it is just like oh, so this bad. back and forth kind of thing. I'm trying to teach you how to move well. You're like, this is stupid. I want to be able to just give me the heavy weight. Um, yeah. Yep. Until, 100%. Yeah. Until, and then nutritionally was, then it was that it was like, you were like, I'm going to eat how I want. I was going to break your kneecaps that day, dude. <laughs> I was so pissed. You, it, it was, you put yourself <laughs> on these extremes. You were like, I'm going to walk five miles every day. And I was like, that's way too much. On that, you proved me wrong. You mm-hmm. were able to prove me wrong. Yep. And you but, ate your humble pie on that. Yeah, yeah. You, you proved me wrong. And I was actually super happy that you were able to sustain that because that's what really led to where you're at now. Yep. But when it came to that nutrition, uh, I was like, well, you're one, you're trying to work out every day. You're walking every day and you're, you, you said you're eating more than a thousand. Like, let's send me send me exactly the pictures and the portions. And I remember pulling it up, and it was like nine hundred and like twenty three calories. And you were yep. like, no effing way. And I was like, it yes was. effing way. <laughs> um, and it's it it gets to the point where we cannot create the path ourselves, or we're looking for a coach to help us. Like, mm-hmm. they have a specific plan that that like. It's going to work if you apply it, but if you try to do your own thing with their plan, it's just going to clash. Yep. And it was that point where where you like accepted to up the calories, you accepted to even have like okay, maybe I'm going to change up my food twice a week and then later you recognize and like dude, you started transforming like yeah. a beast. Yeah. It came down to when you said I I don't know what I'm doing. This is not my field. Uh, so let me do my fucking job. Yeah. I was like, oh shit. Okay. That makes sense. Um, and I was like six weeks, I should be able to feel different in about six weeks with everything that I'm doing. You got six weeks. And at this point in life, I'm on borrowed time anyway. So like what's six weeks in the grand scheme of things, it's a fucking drop in the bucket. And I gave it six weeks and immediately I started lifting heavier. I started feeling better. My the pace of my walk increased. My energy level went through the roof, um, and yeah, I was like, "Oh no, shit!" Well, <laughs> like, I, I'll stay in my lane, boss. You know, like 
I should probably put out there because you've heard us say this a few times. We're not weight loss coaches. And the thing is, we will help people with weight loss. But I think, Tommy, you just gave a perfect example of why we tread really lightly on it is when the mentality is just on weight loss, people want quick results. And what you're being sold because the diet industry, ooh, that's a moneymaker, is Take these supplements, eat as little as possible, move as much as possible, trash your body. And if you get burnt out, it's because you're not hustling hard enough and it's because you suck, not just because you're being sold bullshit. You know, I stopped looking at the scale. Which at, is smart. Like, like in Octa, like the last time, like I, well, I, I just weighed in the other day, but. For lifting like, purposes. We're yeah. trying to find out where you were at. Yeah. So. But like after October, I stopped looking at the scale. It's, it, it has nothing to do with the weight. It has to do about the quality of life. Like joint pain, how much am I lifting? What is my activity level? Where am, where am I mentally? Where am I, uh, like mental health? Where am I? Where's my physical health? Like, do I notice a difference? And yeah, I I I notice a huge difference. So I'm not concerned. I went from a size 44 waist, and right now I'm wearing a baggy 34. So like, I lost a huge portion of myself. And it's like, I, I can fit into a medium shirt from a 3X. Your I'm shorts like, have also gotten significantly shorter. <laughs> no, it's a rule. The heavier the weight, the shorter the shorts. But remember when you first came in session, like I remember you had this baggy black jacket that you would wear. Yeah. You yep. you would wear like, you would cover yourself up a ton. I'm not saying you're oh, now yeah. a nudist in our gym. Um, don't worry. We don't do nudist training. That's not us. I'm sure there's probably someone out there that there's does it. When it's just me and Luis, we do. No, it's not good for you. Singlets and, <laughs> singlets and socks. Uh. But like, <laughs> you definitely, your confidence has increased so much just the way you carry yourself. Like it's more than just like the weight loss, which we are going to celebrate that. There's nothing oh, man, wrong in wine and aesthetic, but and, the way you carry yourself, the energy that you have, it's different. Thank you. And like you and you and Louis still butt heads. I'm that's still there, but it's different. Well, yeah, it's, it's like di- I'm gonna friends. sass you, mm-hmm. but I trust you. Yeah, you're like, kind of a turd, but I trust you. Yeah, and you know, like here's the thing. Here's the thing with weight loss. It's weight loss. You to ask anybody. It mm-hmm. sounds fun. It sounds great. You ask anybody. Hey, you want to lose twenty pounds, ten pounds? Oh yeah, sure. But it's not a c- true commitment mm-hmm. when you just market weight loss and weight loss. Mm-hmm. You, we talked about it. You were like, you're like, I've lost weight multiple times, but you always brought it back up. Weight loss. There's a lot of weight loss coaching where it's like you could take on the client, change their lives for maybe a year or, or less, less. Like mm-hmm. you ha- help them lose weight, and you didn't really teach them anything. You just taught them how to like sweat hard, eat less, and that's the that's fitness if you want to lose weight. And again, it comes back to the non-sustainable. And our coaching is it. We want you understand sustainability. I have points where. My weight goes up, my weight goes down, mm-hmm. but my sustainability within staying active, moving, strengthening myself, learning, learning my mobility is continual because the mindset is not just, oh yeah, like I'm just doing this to lose this certain amount of pounds. So here's the thing, right? Like everybody's focused on weight loss and like even myself and like I shouldn't say everybody, but I was focused on weight loss and I could care less what I looked like. It was just about the, the number on the scale. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've cut weight before my clothes didn't fit different and nothing was sustainable. And it's like, it just, the numbers aren't important 
how do your clothes fit? How do you feel? Like Love the, this. those are the important things, you know, like we, I hear all the time, non-scale victories. And I thought it was a crock of shit. Honestly, I'm like, fuck you. It's about the scale. Like, why am I doing this? It has nothing to do with it. Luis, how much do you weigh right now? Me like, right now, 193. 193? A yeah. month ago, a month ago. Yeah. Um, I could deadlift two of you. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and, and like, guess what? Like, I don't have ripped muscles. Like, I have a couple of little bumps showing, but like, I, I am not ripped. I'm not like stacked in any sort of way, but like, I could deadlift two of you, homie. Yeah. You know, like, and, and, and plus more, you and your kids, you know? So, <laughs> and like, and, and I'm not worried about the scale. Like, I'm worried about my quality of life, my quality of movement. Um, and how do my joints feel? Like where, where's my pain? And like, it has nothing to do with how much I weigh. And you it had has, a, you had a little up and down in the, in the journey about like with your oh yeah. joints too. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. It was bad. So, so, so bad. Uh, I know Renee has been like kind of quiet. I want to hear a little bit from her, her perspective. Cause she, she's really intrigued about like the mindset part, but really quickly, um, you just tell me to shut up. No, I can no. Just go I want to go. Hours. I want to go back to it because there's a thing within coaching that sometimes people think like the approach is different. Whether you are lifting, like if, oh, if you're lifting, if you're working with a power lifter that they're lifting, you know, 400 pounds, you treat them different than the person that is like only lifting less than 100 pounds. Our coaching in the beginning, the quality, the setup, the approach to the bar, the joint pain. When you were, it was a 20 pound kettlebell versus now where it's a freaking 435 pound bar. Mm -hmm. Oh, everything. It's the same. Yeah. 100%. Nothing changed. The only thing that changed was the weight and my movements. And like if I was, if I still weighed 315, which I, I think that's almost impossible with the amount that I work out now. But even if I did weigh 315. And I was able to move that weight. Like I'm approaching, like I look at, like when I walk upstairs now, I think about how I place my feet. Cause like, it's like, Oh, like, and I would I, tell you those things. And you thought you were almost annoyed by me telling yeah. you like to think about those things. There was days where I was like, I'm going to strangle him, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> and like, I, I, you know how many times I go back and I watch me sitting down on that tire and that video. And I'm like, Jesus dude, like, what were you? And then it, it cuts into like me holding a very heavy bar. Yeah. And I'm just like, there's a huge, like I couldn't look at myself in the mirror then. You know what I mean? Like I was fighting for life because I was okay to die, like fat and happy. That's how we're going to go out. And it's like, no, like death, dude. Yeah. Like that's how everything is in my life. It's, if I want to change bad enough, I have to be willing to pay some sort of cost. And I had to let my old self die because I was not happy with me. And it's crazy because over this, so not only like physically have I changed over this past year, but I have mentally changed. Like, Walking on the treadmill, like I, I listen to music and, you know, I get to go off inside my own head. And I realized that I didn't respect boundaries, like my own personal boundaries. 
Um, and I would constantly just say, oh, you know, I'm not worth it. If I don't think I'm worth it, how are others going to see that I'm worth it? I had no self-love. I had no self-respect. Um, it's just nothing. And I stopped. Once I stopped buying my own bullshit and just, there's no negotiation with myself anymore. I took that away from myself because I was not happy. I was sad and dying. And now it's like I wake up, I'm like, ooh, it's Friday chest day, you know, where it's like, oh, I'm, I'm pulling over 400 today. Like there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Like squats, we're working on it, ladies and gentlemen. Like, well, I'll get it one day. It's <laughs> a lot close. better than it was. We're yeah. getting close. Yeah. And it's, I, I get excited for these new goals that I set for myself. Like I love myself today. I love Tommy. Like I love who I am and what I stand for and what I will not stand for. Um, I've lost friends uh, because of it. Like, oh, what do you what do you mean you can't go out to McDonald's? Like, I'm not eating that. I'm not putting that in my my system. Like, you want to go out to dinner? Let's find a place like that has like different options where it's not fried. Yeah. And dude, I love vegetables. I love vegetables. Like, give me all the peas in the world. I love peas. Like, it's ridiculous. And like, I crave healthy food. Like, I went out to New Orleans uh, like a month ago or so, and all I wanted to do was like come home and cook a meal, like some like simple chicken, some rice and peas. Like I just wanted it so bad. And like everything out there was fried and like, guess what? I survived and I ate a bunch of unhealthy food. I also walked a lot while I was there, but at the end of the day, like it didn't sabotage me. It and didn't, it didn't kill me. Like I still have my drive. I still go to the gym many times a week and like, I want to live. I want to be able to wake up, look at myself in the mirror, shave my face and go, yeah, dude, like, hell yeah. Stand for what you believe in and don't accept anything less. Like, you know what you're worth and hold that to its highest accountability. And the Freaking only people love it mantras, the only people that are allowed in my life are people that are going to push me and build me up and who acknowledge my worth. Cause I need love. You know what I mean? Like I want to, I want to be, Oh, you look good today. You know, like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I want those like, and I need to be able to give the same thing to the people that are in my life. Like it's not, we're not going to sit around and sulk. We're going to go, okay, here's the issue. What, like, how do we address this issue? What's a good solution? What's our plan of action? How do we, how do we get out from this? And, yeah, no. If if you're not moving forward, you're moving backwards. You know? A big aspect of change that people really don't consider is change happens when you feel like you are worthy of it. And I feel like a big part that, especially in my coaching that I've had to do, is working on people's self-love. And it sounds really silly, but I've given some of my clients mantras of, mm -hmm. I want you to look at yourself in the mirror and tell yourself this until you believe it. But if you can't even make eye contact with yourself, mm -hmm. that's, that's huge. And, and change, like you have to be willing to give up a part of yourself. You're either giving up your past, you're giving up your false perception, 
or you're giving up on an unfair comparison of your future self. But you, no matter where your body is at, like you can want more for your body, but still know that you are worthy of love, deserving of being cared for, that love and attention you give out to others, like is that something you're willing to give to yourself? Mm -hmm. And this is my cheesy line, but I want you guys to consider this. If I asked you to list off every single person that you loved, how long would it take you to say yourself? Damn. Yeah. Right? Yes. Sick. Yup. That's how long would it take you to say you? Holy shit. And it's it's so sad seeing when people come in to meet us and they have this there's so much pain. And I, I like to believe that no one is an asshole. I truly believe it's hurt people, hurt people. They just yeah. don't know how to respond. Mm-hmm. And so it's almost like you have to give them this place to be safe and be like, hey, you're you're someone worth investing in. You're worth caring for. But, you know, I can love on you as much as I want to. But if you can't love on you, like I can't help you. And I really want to. And there's been people where like to this day, it still bothers me of clients I've had years ago of like if you just believed in yourself a little bit more, if you just saw how great you are and how great you could be like you don't need a supplement. You don't need fancy Mm -hmm. shoes. You just need to know that you're worth giving a shit about. Like if you can't love yourself, how can you love another? Yeah. You know, cause like loving yourself, like I know what I want. Uh, I know what I stand for. I know what my boundaries are. Um, and if I don't even know who I am, how can I even begin to fathom what somebody else is about? If I'm just this lost little puppy dog, you know, and that's what this past year has brought me. Like, I know who I am. I know what I want. And I, I refuse to settle for less. Like, if I wake up and, like, I believe, like, each day is a gift, right? And I know that's super hippie, whatever. <laughs> but, like, if each day is a gift, then, like, what am I going to do today that I could have done better yesterday? How can I improve someone else's life? Can I hold the door for somebody? Can I... Can I do X, Y, and Z for somebody? Can I make someone smile? Can I make someone laugh? Can I, can I do all these things, right? While feeling good about me. And I don't know, like, it's crazy. Because I can 100% say that, like, each day I wake up, I'm able to love myself first and foremost. And I know what I want, and I go for what I want, and that's the end of the day. Easy peasy. I'm curious because at this point, at this point where you're at, like within your within your journey, within your life, within what what you've built up and created, and like the things you're pursuing, it looks like you're like in the easy part now, where it's like it's easy. I wake up and I'm pumped, and I'm gonna. You worked really hard to make it look this easy, and I'm gonna pull you know 400 pounds. Like in reality, like. Is it, is it, are you, is it easy or do you still, are you no. still fighting it? Fighting. Yeah. I, so I, I did went, it, did you, did you think it was going to get easy? No. Good. No, I never thought it was going to get easy. Maybe easier. Yeah. But they, don't get me wrong. There are days where I'm like, yeah, it's gym day. Let's go. Yesterday, I, for some reason, my phone couldn't pull up my app to scan my bar for my gym. Couldn't they could have looked me up, right? They could have looked me up. And I was like, oh, I I guess I can't go in because I can't scan my barcode. 
So I literally just drove back home. Huh. And I was like, and I was texting someone and they're like, yeah, why don't you just say, can you look me up? And I'm like, oh, I didn't, I didn't even think about that. And so I, I went, I went for a walk with the dogs. Cool. So like, I still did something. Ooh, electronics, bro. Don't do that. It was empty. But (laughs) (laughs) But like, still like, excuse me. There's still days where it's just like, I really don't want to go. Monday, I was, uh, excuse me. Monday, I was going to go, I think, was it Monday? I don't know. I think it was Monday. Where I was like, I'm going to get up and I'm going to go to the gym. I slept. I slept until like noon. And, and like I work at night. So like yeah. I slept until noon and like I'm in a position of where I'm able to recognize that my body needed sleep and I'm not going to beat myself out, beat my, beat myself up because, Oh, I didn't go to the gym. Today's going to be a shit day. No, I had a very, very long weekend. Like I, and there was, I didn't sleep the best and like, you know, tossed and turned here and there. And Sunday was a very quiet night. Went to sleep, slept until noon. And guess what? felt great. And then Tuesday I pulled 435, you know, like it was amazing. And Monday, you applying rest right now, right? Yeah. You, that's how, you know, you've made a shift when at first it's like, you're struggling to go to the gym and then you start struggling to take a rest day. Mm-hmm. It's a weird mental shift that just like sneaks on you. Well, like I, w- I would tell, I would tell you like, dude, you got to rest. You got to sleep. You got to do this. No, no, I can't. Yeah, no, I, can't, I wouldn't I do can't. it. I refused but, it. The thing is, like, a lot of people think that you hit, like, a, a magical point where it all becomes easy. And no matter what struggles you had, what kind of demons you fought, mm-hmm. you're finally on this easy flow. Like, oh, you're on this momentum. And is there, there's there's truth to being in momentum. But guess what? Like, when you're in momentum, you still got to put action to it. Mm-hmm. We're not in a vacuum space place where I can just flick a booger and it's going to go until the end of time. Yeah. Like you still, like we, we are fighting against, against, against things. We're like, we're on earth. There's friction. There's things we're fighting. If you want to stay in momentum, you have to keep moving. You have to keep doing things. It does not become easy. And I, uh, you know, that's a struggle that I like, I see where people like almost give up because they're like, it just didn't become easy. Heck no. It's not going to. Yeah, was your 270 bench the other day easy? No. Yeah, yeah. And you're still pushing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hit those numbers. Hit them. Like, <laughs> it, I have a gym in my house. In my house. <laughs> and going into the garage sometimes and knowing that I need to put myself through workout is not easy. Like, it, it's, it's, inc- it's, I don't know. But I mean, if it was easy, like, would it be worth it? Exactly. When you yeah. when you get something so easy, do you actually like appreciate it? And exactly. no, I don't want to struggle all the time, but it makes it that much more special when you have that struggle and you're able to say, "I I did that." Because I know for a fact, like you definitely had moments in previous do- Tommy where you're like, "I don't know how I'm gonna do this. Mm-hmm. How this is freaking impossible." Mm-hmm. And now you're realizing, like. Your your limit isn't the ceiling. It's way past that. You literally broke that freaking ceiling. If if we put limitations on what we can, what we think we can achieve, we're gonna sell ourselves short. Absolutely. Like, there's there's a quote of either you think you can or you think you can't, and either way you're right. Like, can you hang from hooks? No, but you can. Bullshit. <laughs> Bullshit. I'll hang from my hair. It, okay. Uh, like, <laughs> I know a few ties for that, but. <laughs> 
but no, seriously though, I, like, like it, I will say your suspension uh, training weirdly changed my life. And I feel like I'm more open to it than he is. If we're being honest, here's, here's the thing, right? Like our brain goes, no, no, I can't, (laughs) I can't, but you've witnessed me hang from hooks. Oh, I know I can't, I don't want to. That's (laughs) like, and like, and that's crazy. Like it not, it's not crazy that you don't want to. I get that. I understand that fully. I think everyone should at least try it once. I've considered it yeah. in my brain. Like I got a tattoo. That's my body modification. I'm really hardcore. You're wearing you're wearing uh, eyeliner. I am. That's, I am so hardcore. Yeah, and you that, have a few piercings. And, and I have. Like I just have two. But, but that's the oh. thing. That's the thing. Like who? who oh the, yeah, it's a spectrum. Like, who, yeah, who the fuck am I to say? Oh, you're not modified. That's bullshit. That's complete bullshit. Just because I have these adornments doesn't mean you're. I'm you know, in some sort of special category. Like we all model, like, do you know there's a culture that puts metal in children's mouths for pure vanity? Isn't that us? Yeah. Cause I'm pretty sure I was one of those Braces. children. Braces. Head oh my gear. gosh, I was trying to think of like tribes and like, Braces. Oh. If you braces. if you wore braces, you would know. I remember those. They didn't yeah, really no. stick well, but no. oh. And, and sometimes, most of the time it's for pure vanity. Interesting. It's pure vanity. We're like, it makes no like we I never st- I never had any so I don't yeah uh, well then you, you know what so. see yourself out of this conversation <laughs> <at least>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but right. I do I do want to go back to the suspension training because when you invited us mm. um I was somewhere between like so excited because I had so many questions mm. but also I am freaked out by needles part the reason mm. partially why I have a tattoo which I actually just realized I'm pretty sure I got that tattoo at that heart and hand store. If you're on State Street in Orem, the, yeah, I think I got my first and only tattoo there. I don't remember who did it, but they were very kind to me. Yeah, it's um, it, it's not the needles that are scary. It's, it's it's hypodermic needles. That's that's what gets you because it's fluids leaving or what is it uh, irrigating or aspirating from our system. That's the skeevy part. Like a yeah. sharp a sharp like a safety pin. That's a needle. You're not afraid of that. Well, yeah. if you poke me with it, I'll be very sad. <laughs> well, you're going to feel it. Absolutely. But it's nine times. That, like I go in and they'll draw my blood and I go, <laughs> all right. So like if I pass out, like I wake up swinging and like I like and I, I'm sweating bullets and they're like, what? What is fucking wrong with you, dude? <laughs> like you, you, your face is tattooed and your ears are hanging down to your shoulders. Like, what do you what do you mean you're afraid of needles? I'm like, you're taking my blood, like that's the part that skeeves me out. Like getting, you know, getting uh what is it? Uh like medicine via needle. Like yeah. that I, I can't do it. Like I'm getting clammy right now. Wait, so question then, because I, I'm kind of jumping ahead, but after the suspension training, there's mm-hmm. like air bubbles, mm-hmm. air pockets that are in your back mm-hmm. where they have to like physically push them out. It's yep. almost like a deep tissue massage. Yes. Does that freak you out or is it just blood specifically? Oh no, I don't care about blood. Because okay. he works yeah. with blood. I work with blood. Well, I mean, it's your own blood, blood leaving your no body. No one makes me bleed my own blood. <laughs> <laughs> but like, so like, oh I gosh, don't well. like, I don't like when like you're getting a shot. Like, I don't like those. They hurt. They scare me. They, they freak me out. Um, as I sit here and look at my arms and I'm like, what? But yeah, so like the, that's the stuff that scares me. Like a piercing needle. Mm-hmm. It's just the hollow needle. You know, like, and it's, you know what to expect at this point. Well, I mean, it hurts, you know, don't get me wrong, but it's not, it's, you're not putting any like liquid inside of me and you're not taking liquid out of me. Mm. So, okay. That's fair. It's, 
it's the same thing as like a tattoo. Like you're just kind of like poking. Everything comes down to boundaries. Yeah, but with the tattoo, you're putting you're putting liquid, ink liquid, in. Yeah, yeah I it also <laughs> depends on like what wondering. level. But I, I don't know. know. I know like Renee, Renee got her tattoo because of that. She had like a fear of it, and she was like, "I want to overcome my fear." It was I want to overcome my fear, and just straight up, I wanted to really make my dad mad. Um, it didn't do anything. Except you want to really piss him off? Oh no! Let's suspend. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I think I already terrify him with the fact that I deadlift like his weight. That's but, what's up, right? So with this suspension training, mm-hmm. um, one, I will say everyone that we met that night was extremely kind, extremely friendly. Mm-hmm. That's my crew. They were some of the most welcoming people. And I've even heard that if you go to like a punk or metal concert, you're going to be a lot safer there compared to like a pop just because, you know, y'all, y'all can be crazy, but you care. I, I want someone to start something with me at a pop show, please. I don't know. Taylor Swift, they get crazy. People, people like cross the street because of me. Like I'm so big and scary. Well, you know what I mean? Like and I'm super sweet and super kind. Like I remember, this was one of our first conversations that we had. Uh, something came up, and you were telling me that you're like, oh, it's kind of funny because I was at the store. People like you know look at me and kind of like mm-hmm. go a different aisle. Yeah. And I remember telling you, uh, I was like, well, you know, like I, I'm L, I'm, I'm LDS, I'm Mormon, mm-hmm. you know. And one thing I love is just not really judging, like. Mm-hmm. It, when you I'm, told me you were Mormon, I was like, I know. He was so I was like, I, know. I was like, no, you're not. Shut it's the cra- fuck up. <laughs> it's crazy, uh, but I really believe, like, I, I cannot. And, and this is sad part in in my in, in in my religious culture. There's a lot of judgment sometimes from seeing or someone. And I remember I was like, you know, like I I, I will never look at like someone just by like judge them by their by their uh by by judge a book by cover. I'm not gonna mm-hmm. judge you because you have a bunch of tattoos because mm-hmm. you have piercings. Like, there's really a person in like that has a that has a heart that has desires that has something i can't judge you about it and i think that was one of the coolest things like that we've talked about like mm-hmm. you don't see your tattoos yeah. there are legit times that in our sessions i forget you have a face a face tattoo it's crazy like, i right? forget about it it's it, it you goes see past, past it, it. Exactly. i go past it exactly. because i've been able to connect with like who you truly are and like what you truly desire i mean even today you came in and like i, re- I saw that you have in your in your gauges that yeah. you have things because I've never seen it before, but yeah. I saw you like I see your ears always having like just just yeah. hanging, but I forget about it. Like I yeah. see past it. Yeah. And I think it's one of the coolest and most awesome thing was that experience when we when we got to go see you suspend, like we saw past that with everybody that was there. Mm-hmm. Um just so kind, like true true kinded individuals and they were excited to answer any questions i had and Mm -hmm. excited for you because you had been working towards this and you were excited for them because they had traveled from utah to do this like hang and it was family it was really really cool it was i i we we left that and renee and i were walking back home because we walked that night and we're like well that was like awesome there's something that happens there's something like and like I'm not a very religious guy, or you know, extremely like I, I feel like I'm spiritual, like but like and like I don't do the whole like woo like hippie stuff, but like yeah, there I'm getting chills. Like there is something that happens at suspension. Like I, you have to witness it. Mm-hmm. You have to witness it. You can go to any church. You can go to you know all these different ceremonies and uh, ritualistic ceremonies. All these different things, man, and when you're there and someone breaks free from the ground for me it's like a wave that washes over me and like i'm just 
and something happens. Like my grandma has come and watched me suspend. Oh my gosh, I thought you were going to tell me your grandma has suspended. No, that'd be dope. <laughs> that'd be dope. I tried to get it. She's like, no, if I was younger, I would. She's, yeah. But she's afraid to. Yeah. Um, but like, I think everyone should at least try it once. And like, I get it. It's terrifying. It looks, like, it looks scary. I mean, like if you don't understand the process, you're like, yeah. you're like, what and, the heck's going on? But man? I feel like there was a point where we saw Beyond the Hooks as well. Yeah. Like right? I remember, and I'm trying to find the song right now. I'm looking at your suspension playlist, mm-hmm. which I feel like we should, oops. That's one of our, you know, suction cups for cupping uh, therapy, which you'll never do because no. you're afraid. But that's okay. Yeah, no, I'm not afraid. Then he let's just do it. Like it. I just don't I like oh. it. I, I've I've done fire cupping. I just don't like suck. I don't I don't like the cupping. I will do hook therapy, or I will do hook. We'll call it suspension therapy. It, we'll actually, we do call it hook therapy. I will do hook oh. therapy because, when you do cupping. So like, I'll do it. Sweet. Done. <laughs> All right. Shoot. Actually, no. Don't. This is recorded. No. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Nah, you well, already either. said it. I'm throwing them hooks. Nice. <laughs> but no, it's it's for real. Because like there is a mental shift that happens. Like once you break free from the ground, like you're able to let free. Like if you look at my face, like I'm going to be straight up. I don't like pain. I do not like pain. And if I could do everything that I do painless, I would absolutely do everything I do painless. I don't like pain. Pain is not a part of this for me. Um, it is about the mental journey and spiritual journey that I am able to go on. And when I come down off of hooks, it's endorphins kick in and it's like I can see everything in high definition. I can smell everything in high definition. I can taste everything in high definition. There is a an aspect that takes over and like, you watched it. You you saw me suspend, and like where on my where when I was suspending did I look like I was in pain? That was the interesting thing to watch because in the very beginning, I remember you had a blindfold mm-hmm. and you kind of just walking around. Sensory You're, deprivation. Sensory deprivation. Yep. That makes sense. And you were working on. It looked like you were doing diaphragmatic diaphragmatic breathing. So yep. you're working on your breathing. And you didn't go up until you were ready. It was definitely like you could see where music took a huge influence huge influence and then you legit were flying like just not to be put lightly because i've seen some people hang Mm -hmm. and it's there's they're stationary and for them like that is still hard i'm not going to take away from that Mm -hmm. but you were flinging all over the place i can only imagine what the neighbors thought they're like there's there's a man that's tattooed flying but you were legit flying you were hanging off of things and like there was one song i wish i could remember what it was where it's like the hook seeks to exist but the look of your face of just being at peace, like yeah. I thought I was going to start crying, yeah. but I felt safe crying there. Yeah. And it was amazing to see this kind of like, you know, I, I call it the zone when people get into mm-hmm. that zone of inspiration of peace. And, you know, for some people it is weightlifting. And I mm-hmm. know that sounds crazy. You lift up a weight, but then there's just this shift of like, yes, I can. Or like, things in this moment make sense and the zone might look different for everyone but that was like the best comparison if you've seen the movie soul there's this kind of like uh, cheesy clip of like everyone in the zone where they literally like are you know, you know in a different world it's where there are peace and i think that's such a beautiful thing of like where can you go mentally for peace no matter what you know your spiritual beliefs are having that place where you feel empowered is huge. It's almost like the place where you meet you, like you, yeah. you meet yourself. And yeah. You're so excited to meet yourself and like you're bonding with yourself. Yeah. Like 
um, in the in the movie Soul, it's like if you're if you're a guitarist, like you're mm-hmm. in your zone of guitar, like you're connecting with yourself with the guitar, uh, with suspension training. Mm-hmm. That was it. So like you know you can't suspend every weekend. You have to allow your body time to recover and heal. And typically, how long is that recovery time? Typically, you should wait about like four months, okay. four to six months. You know, like and, and that's like almost like double plasma. Oh, I was no, thinking du- that du- was like blood donation. Yeah, du- yeah. double so like, red blood. You know, like every crew has their own beliefs and their own. You know, like how long does the you know skin actually need time to heal? Some people suspend weekly, and they do it from different spots on their body. Uh, some people don't have an issue with going in the same spot like every six or eight weeks for me i like to play it safe i like to say you know four months to six months like don't overdo it uh that's just my cup of tea that i like to drink um but yeah like i don't know where i was going oh so like that you're talking about getting in that zone and like you know being at peace with yourself so like if you can't do because like when i suspend i'm at peace um so like, what am I going to do between that, that time where I'm at peace? I couldn't find peace because I wasn't happy with myself. I didn't know who I was. So even though I was suspending, I was, I saw, I was able to see glimpses of myself, essentially of my ideals of what I would like and what I would like to strive for. And yeah. There was even some points and I mean, they made for amazing photos where not only were you hanging, but you were holding other people. Oh, yeah. And even just, you know, looking at the symbolism behind that mm-hmm. of like when you're able to take care of yourself, you can literally yeah. lift others. Yeah. And I, I can up, only imagine how crazy that was for you holding, you know, I it, picked up my girlfriend and, and you guys looked I like pick, you were dancing. Oh, yeah, it was beautiful. That did make me That's cry. That's my screensaver on my phone. It, I, I, it was it's, beautiful. it's a powerful moment for me. And then I picked up my two homies. Like, I had an idea. And I'm your boss. Yeah, and then, and then my boss. Uh, so, like, my boss isn't just, like, I don't work a, a typical nine-to-five office setting. And, you know, like, John. Uh, not that John's <laughs> a bad name or anything. <laughs> I'm just going to, like, slowly dig myself out of this grave. Um, my boss is uh, the inventor of 3D modification. Um uh, for implant work like uh, we make bumps where bumps don't belong so horns splitting tongues uh, he didn't invent splitting tongues but you know like yeah. creating horns uh, implants and like shapes of a spider and things along those nature mm-hmm. and like skulls and stuff like that like he's the inventor of that art form it's cool. um, and he is my like top of the food chain and it's a privilege it's a privilege and an honor to be able to work with him um yeah and at the end of the night i was like hey steve like can we do that little spin thing that we that you do and he's like you you want to i'm like yeah let's let's try it he's like oh i don't know if we could do it with the implants on your arm and i go let's try it like worst case scenario like we make a cool story that we have to take one out because something bad happened and he's like all right, let's go. And we did it. And like, I picked him up as well. Like I picked up one, two, three, four people that night. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it was a moving experience for me. Technically and five. You picked up yourself. Oh yeah. Fair, fair. Well, I mean, I really didn't do anything. <laughs> I just kind of like hung there like uh, a piece of meat. Sorry, no, <laughs> no, because I, I'm pretty sure you did like a pull up. Uh, it point. looked like you were skateboarding on a half pipe. It was really cool. I did do a pull was, up. That was one of my goals. Yeah. That was so cool. Yeah. It was awesome. But so I think if anything, people 
definitely you are such a great example of it's okay to be afraid do it anyways yeah and how like fear doesn't have to hold you back i mean it's such a human emotion but it's you get to decide how much are you going to let fear create your limitations yeah like there are healthy fears like if there was like a tiger in this room i would be afraid you know like there are healthy fears absolutely 100 percent. but how many times are we going to sit there and make decisions based solely on fear because we don't know the outcome. How many times? And what's in control? Is it you or is it fear? Simple as that. What's in control right now? Am I making this decision because I know it's best for me and it's because it's something that I want? Or is it fear-based and going, mm, I don't I don't know. I don't know how what the outcome is going to be. Fear of the unknown, fear of failure, fear of success, fear of happiness, fear of loneliness, fear of love, fear of no love. Fear can be manipulative and controlling in every aspect. And once you stop allowing fear to make decisions for you, life can take on new meaning. Guaranteed. I was, I was fucking fear not going into the gym. Yeah. What are these people going to see? They're going to see a 315 pound fat guy walking into the gym, sad on his deathbed. And fear kept me in my car for 45 minutes. I think people... Almost everyone, I feel like, has a core fear. And that core fear either motivates you or it holds you back. But once you kind of start peeling away at what people's core fear is, it starts to make sense. Whether it's, I'm afraid of not being enough. I'm afraid of not being a provider. I'm afraid of, you know, being unlovable. Or I'm afraid that my grandma's going to have to bury me. But it's a bullshit lie that we tell ourselves. It's a bullshit lie. And we play this record over and over and over and over again. And before you know it, we believe it. Break the cycle, break that record. And I think breaking down, like, is this a legit reason or is it an excuse? Reason is considering the uncontrollable factors in your life. Mm-hmm. An excuse is, are you just trying to make yourself feel better? And you're sab- self-sabotaging. Mm-hmm. And being able to recognize the differences. And even you've kind of touched it on already. If, and I wrote this question down. You naturally covered it of what to do when you don't want to get out of bed because there are hard days. Oh, absolutely. Like you, you've hit, you you know, you hit your goal, you're sober and you have all these great things going, but there's still going to be hard days and it's just deciding like, I'm going to fight anyways, no matter how tired, I'm going to keep fighting for me. You've built also a support system and I think the support system has been huge without the support system. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be anywhere. I would not be anywhere. There was many times where I was on the treadmill and like I was crying. I was walking by myself, crying in the gym, in a big gym with a whole bunch of people crying, keeping my head down, keeping my hood up because I was, I was devastated. This was one amazing thing that you did and I want to share it. Uh And it's that I remember you had an email and you emailed everybody and you included me in the email and you were like, this is what I'm going to do. Yep. Hold me accountable. Yep call me on my bullshit yep and that that was like i remember saying that i shared i shared that with renee and i was like this was like this was awesome yeah it's for me when you make when you put something in writing it becomes real because i can have all these ideas and all these great things to say and like at the end of the day just the passing thought but once i put it in writing and once i share that writing then people go oh this is where he's mentally at yeah and like I didn't want to die and I was going to go fucking kill myself. 19 years sober, 315 pounds, 
didn't know who I was and I was trying to fucking die. Simple as that. And I couldn't live the way that I was living anymore. So I wrote and I put my heart and my soul into it and said, this is what I'm going to do. And please, that that's all I can say is please. And there's people who spent hours on the treadmill with me. Like I'm just texting. That's it. Just texting. And now did these people like wake up early? No, they typically woke up early on their own. Um, yeah. But like, I would just have conversations with them. And some of my biggest cheerleaders were my best friends from uh, my suspension, my suspension crew. They're like, Tommy, you're doing great. Like, and they, they would just talk to me on their way to work. And that's all I needed. I needed someone to help me keep my mind occupied because I was beating myself up. And little by little, I didn't realize, like one day in a row became two days in a row. Two became four, four became eight, and so on and so on, to the point of where I didn't have to think. It just became a routine. And I set goals saying, I want to hit, you know, 100 miles by the end of three weeks. And I did it because I wanted to achieve that goal. And if you don't make goals for yourself, and like if they're unrealistic, like that's probably not a healthy goal. But like, if I'm if I'm walking, Look at like you talking about unrealistic goals. Uh, shut I've up. been using un- like non-negotiables earlier. I love it. It's like uh, you listen to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but like, if I'm there and I'm putting in, you know, minimum of let's see, probably four. So like almost 30, 30 miles a week, right? And if I go, I want to hit a hundred and twenty miles this month. I that's a feasible goal. And what I'm just doing, you know, four miles a day or so. And that's, that was easy. And then once that became easy for me, because I set an attainable goal and I obtained it, I said, okay, how do I get to a hundred and so what became easy? What became easy? Was it the process of like just walking or cause we just talked about like how mm-hmm. it hasn't become easy. So I want to know what became easy there. So what became easy was that when, as soon as I hit that first goal, I was like, all right, let's, let's do this. And I, I don't want to say it became easy, but I got excited. Got it. I got excited to hit that goal and I got excited for, uh, X, Y, and Z like, Oh, like cool. Like a new phase in the workout program is happening. And it's like, ah. Oh, damn it it's bench i don't want to do bench i hate bench bench is stupid now i'm like let's fucking go you know like yeah i'm like excitement is yeah plays such a huge huge influence on everything um we there's there's a few things i want to touch we're we're, we're getting close to that end um but what's a tip that you can give out to to anybody on on building that like that uh Build what I was just talking what about. What would it, you tell building, old Tommy? No, not just old Tommy, but oh, uh, God. What, Our, that, that's one. I like that. Uh, but uh, that connection you had your friends, you had you had people, your you community, could, your community mm-hmm. like because that can be scary. Like, that can be scary for somebody to like want to become vulnerable and say, hey, I'm working on this. I'm going to send you an email so you can hold me accountable. Can I call you during this? Like, like that step. That step can be really difficult. So, what's one tip that you can give on like on on, on finding who who can be your support system, your support system? Look at your friends. Look at your friends, and if you if you don't have any friends, which I find 
pretty hard to believe. Um, just reach out. You'd be surprised what people are willing to do. And especially if it's just, Damn, you're like just that. sending a text message, respond to it. I would send out maybe like eight text messages to random friends. And I would wait, wait until somebody woke up because I was going to the gym at like 5.30 in the morning. And so I would just wait. And if nobody responded to me, nobody responded to me. It wasn't the end of the world. It's not like, oh, they don't care. It's they're fucking sleeping because they're not, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're sleeping. They're doing their thing. They're not on my schedule. And it comes down to, and when they did message me, and I would take pictures. I would take pictures of uh, the treadmill, and I would take pictures of how far I walked, and I would send it to them later in the day or what I lifted that day. And I don't know, like, it just comes down to trust. I made friends with the people at the counter, you know, cause like I didn't know who else to talk to. So like I talked to the people at the counter. They didn't want to fucking hear from me. You know, they're, they're there to do a job and take my money and they took my money. But at the end of the day, like by going every single day, they knew my name. They're like, dude, how much did you put up today? I, mean, I get to tell them that. And they're like, and they legitimately become excited cause I'm there every day. And I don't know. Just reach out, reach out to a few people and say, Hey, like I want to do, I want to walk a mile a day. That's it. I just want to walk a mile a day and I'm going to let you know when I did my mile and now the ball's in your court. Are you going to actually uphold your end of the deal? Are you going to walk your mile? And that's all it takes. Every journey starts with the first step. Every, every single one, Lord of the Rings, first step, easy peasy. Which didn't you just you just finished your Lord of the Rings walk with the I did with uh, Conqueror, I believe it is. Right. As uh, professional as we yeah. want to keep this podcast, our little one woke up, so we might hear her on this uh, as we're ending this. So <laughs> she's adorable. she loves to say hi, hi. but I do want I do want to make sure we have a nice nice finish and completion because this was this has been incredible. Like Tommy, like I've absolutely loved hearing what you've said. And, I do I have one back. last question. Yeah, yeah. No, no. And I want to go back to what before I. But in case you guys together. hear a nugget in the background, that is, that's Malia. She is 18 months and she's uh, loquacious and she probably gets it from us. What would new Tommy say to old Tommy? Yeah. You're worth it. Oh, You're worth sorry. it. <laughs> You're uh, worth it. And don't sell yourself short. You deserve everything. You've worked hard. You've earned it. You deserve it. You are worthwhile. Never, ever give up on yourself period. When everything is dark and when everything is just pure black, there's always light at the end of the tunnel. Just open your eyes and keep them open for a little bit longer because you will find happiness. You will find yourself. Do not give up. Okay, I'm trying really hard not to cry. Um, <laughs> so there is a question that you, I'm going to just say you submitted this and I feel like you're one of the best people to answer this question of to that person sitting in their car, terrified of walking into the gym, feeling like everyone is looking at them. Mm -hmm. What, what would you tell them of like tips on how to feel less afraid? Cause I mean, as a trainer, I'm like, if you want to be better, I'm so excited to see you here as someone who was front desk and seeing the same person transform. Like I know I was cheering for them, but from I'd the opposite side, I had never thought of that. Like since you said that in the podcast, I've been thinking about it. Like I can't imagine how many, how many other other Tommies there are out there that scared are to make that stuff. Yeah, it's just mind blowing me. Like mind blowing to me. So what 
what would you tell that person of scared to making that step? It's okay. It's okay to feel how you feel. Um, your feelings are valid. Um, and it is scary. And a part of me wants to be like super hardcore and like say like put up or shut up and like, you know, just like get off your ass and do something about it. And that's kind of how I treat myself. It's, are you going to sit and cry or are you going to do something about it? And the only way that I've gotten to where I'm at today is I got up and did something about it. I couldn't stop drinking. I I couldn't stop doing drugs. So I got up and did something about it. Um, Now, is that right for everyone? No. And I understand that fear. Like I still struggle with that today. I still struggle with that today. Like, and I look at the gym and like I, I do my morning ritual, like before I go in and I look at the gym for a few minutes. Cause like, it's, it's still terrifying to see giant meatheads like, you know, chuck and weight, like it's nothing. And like, I kind of fall in that category now. I'm like, and I have nothing to be afraid of because nobody fucking cares. No one cares. Can I tell you a secret? Yeah. I get intimidated too. Yeah. Going into TG and one of the first things you see are all of these just, you know, perfect aesthetic bodies and being like, okay, I got the wall of fame. You have have the wall of fame. And you know, sometimes I get in my head of like, you know what, if I want to be happy, I belong here too. There is no, you must be this fit. No, if you want to be happy, you deserve to be there. If you pay for a membership, you are not any more or less deserving than anyone else that pays for that membership. It all starts with the first step. Simple as that. And like, I get it. It's scary. It's terrifying. I've been there. I'm still there. I'm still there. And it's okay. Just go in and do something. And even if you just drive to the gym, regardless of what gym membership you go to, and you can't get in those doors that day, you can still walk around your neighborhood. You can still do something active. You can still make a healthy choice. Some days it might be too much to make that choice to go to the gym and deal with fears and insecurities and like I'm insecure I have insecurities but I'm okay with those and I know they're just like a figment of my imagination and that took time to realize these things so for the person who is afraid to make that first step start small start small and if you want to change you have to take the first step no matter how scary it is Reach out to a trainer. Reach out and don't pick your first trainer uh, unless it's Luis. Luis is pretty fire. (laughs) Thanks. It's pretty cool. Um, Don't be afraid. You see, I don't know. If you want to message me on Instagram, message me on Instagram. You know what I mean? Like, like, I don't care. Like, I can answer a couple of questions. I can say, yeah, like, this this is what I did or... You know, like, yeah, I'll, I'll shit, man. Like, I don't fucking care. Like if you have no one to hold you accountable, I'll fucking do it. I'll do it. I don't need to know you. You don't need to know me. Like I'll check in. And like, once you stop checking in, I'll stop checking in. But if you want that accountability and you can't think of anybody to, to hold you accountable or you're not able to, you don't feel comfortable because you don't want your friends to make fun of you or then you need new friends first of all. But you don't know me. You don't have to know me. Let's do it. Get cool. up and move. That's why I love you, man. You're you got such a good heart. Thank you. It's your heart that's gonna get you to like everything that you want, man, and everything that you absolutely 
deserve. Um, I, I feel like we're better people for knowing you. Honestly, you've opened oh, yeah. my mind Thank to you. a lot of things. And well, I'm better because of you guys. You guys took this fat down and out guy and you helped save my life. If it wasn't for you two, I would not be here. I can guarantee you that I'd be dead. Now Simple you're stuck as that. With us. I'm down. I'm down. <laughs> so. I signed a contract. So it's been amazing, an amazing journey. And uh, I'm so stoked on like where you're progressing and what's next. Um, like I know for, I have no doubt that you're going to hit that 700 pounds. I got oh, no we're doubt. Doing it. I got no doubt. Bench um, 245 <laughs> tomorrow. We're hitting it. We're hitting 245 <laughs> oh. tomorrow. Let's go. Let's do yeah, this. So keep it up, man. And really thank you for coming out and uh, spending some time with us and sharing Absolutely. this story. Thank you for having those me. Those that listen. You guys, thank you so much for being today a part of today's conversation. If you do have any topics or any guests that you want us to connect with, let us know. Otherwise, we're just going to keep doing what we want to do. You guys have a beautiful day. Stay gold. Cheers. <laughs>